What's up, everybody? It's Jaren from the Hockey Podcast Network's newest show, the Windy City Benders Podcast. My co-host Tanner and I bring our unique takes on Blackhawks hockey. Us on this show have been a, a pro Carlton guy. for He's the right coach for the situation. Giving it to our rivals. That's one of the things that kind of sucks. I wish we would have had the Blues in our division this year because our trash. As well as bringing in some guests from the NHL. Please welcome to the show, goaltender Scott Darling. The Eagle himself, Ed Belfort. Brian Bickle. David Boland. Letter Kenny. The, the show started out with uh, basically a, a beer league hockey team. And anybody who loves the game. Find us on all your favorite podcast apps, the Hockey Podcast Network website, and on social media at WCB Podcast. Basketball season won't be around forever, so get an all-in-all action now with DraftKings, the leader in one-day fantasy sports. DraftKings is giving players a free shot at millions of dollars in total prizes. Claim your free shot at millions of dollars in total prizes now using code THPN during sign-up. Playing daily fantasy basketball is simple. Just pick your lineup, sit under the salary cap, and see how your team stacks up against competition. Feel the sweat like never before. Every dunk, steal, assist means so much more with the DraftKings Daily Fantasy lineup. Baseball fans, you may have missed out on season-long fantasy, so now is the time to get in on all the Daily Fantasy action where DraftKings has even more ways for you to make it rain. With DraftKings, payday comes every day for players, so what are you waiting for? Head to the app now. Download the DraftKings app now. Use the code THPN during sign-up. That's THPN. This week, DraftKings is putting you in, a, in action with a shot at millions of dollars in total prizes. That's a free shot at millions of dollars in total prizes. That's code, once again, that's code THPN, and you get a free shot at millions of dollars in total prizes only at DraftKings. Minimum $5 deposit required. Eligibility restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com for details. Hello ladies and gentlemen and LA Kings fans and hockey fans and welcome to episode 44 of season 2 of the Kings Den as always presented by the Hockey Podcast Network. As always I'm your host Jordy Cunningham. Thank you so much for joining us here for on again episode 44 of season 2 of the Kings Den. We got a lot of lots to talk about in this episode but I guess we should start with of course, we talk about the LA Kings, but we talk about everything going on in the hockey world as well when something big is going on. So I guess we should talk. We should start with the big thing that's going on this week in Tom Wilson, the Washington Capitals, the New York Rangers. We should talk with that. And I don't want to go too long on this because it's been talked about to death over the last few days. But here's 
I totally see both sides of the coin on this. I'm going to say that right off the bat. I totally see both sides of the coin. Whether you agree, disagree, whatever side you're on, whatever. And I think there's a debate that goes bigger than this, but we'll just start with this. Tom Wilson should have been suspended. I'm just going to say that right now. Tom Wilson should have been suspended. By the word of the law, by the word of the NHL rulebook, he shouldn't have got suspended. Is the rulebook right? That's up for debate. But in my opinion, he should have been suspended. But again, the the law says he never he didn't do anything wrong. And you can say Crosby did the same thing on Tuesday night. Absolutely, I totally see that argument as well. And no one really talked about that. I know people saw it. It was talked about a little bit, but it, but no one really talked about it. No one talked about it enough. They didn't make it as a big deal as Tom Wilson because Tom Wilson has done this before. And Crosby hasn't, obviously. Anyways, Tom Wilson, I think, should have been suspended. But again, the rule book says that he shouldn't have been suspended. That's number one. So this leads to... This leads to... The Ranger statement saying that they disagree and calling for George Peros's head. First of all, George Peros is the head of NHL safety. The NHL safety department. Maybe... I, I don't know. There has to be something changed. That I know. Should they change who's in charge? I, I don't know. I don't think... Like, you get... By the lay of the law, Wilson shouldn't have got suspended. Like it says. But also, I look at a play like... Uh, a couple weeks ago, go to the North Division. Alex Edler gets two games for kneeing Zach Hyman. Was it dangerous? Yeah. Did he mean to do it? No. But he got two games. There was intent by that shit set. That shit Tom Wilson did. He meant to do that. He tried to hurt Tenny Panarin. That's where the problem is right there. That's where the problem is right there. He tried to hurt him. And then NHL just saw it as a as a scuffle. That's I think where the change is. The change up is, you know? But it, it is what it is. Wilson gets fined five grand. First of all, a max fine of five grand is nothing. That's chump change. I read a tweet that says NFL players get five grand for not wearing their socks high enough. Like, that is crazy. That's something that the NHL should fix. But I just want to say this. You go. The two teams are playing again last night. And you know how it's going to start. You know how it's going to start. It's not going to be good. Line brawl off the bat. Actually, before I start that. Like, before I start that, the Capitals social media team, that was wrong. I just want to say that. That was wrong. Anyways, you go to Wednesday night. The line brawl, line brawl to start the game. You knew that was coming. Six fights in the first four and a half minutes, including one with Tom Wilson. And what kind of message does that send? Not only from the NHL, but to all, but to all other sports in general. What kind of message does that send? Because you can argue whether it's good or bad. It's not a good one. I'll tell you that. And I would say this is a bigger debate because the divide is so high. And people arguing what's what's right and what's not when it comes to entertainment value in the NHL. Like, do, do I want fighting to be kept in the game? Yeah, I want fighting to be kept in the game. But something like that shouldn't happen 
something like the line brawl shouldn't happen, and that only happened because Tom Wilson wasn't fined. Or wasn't suspended, he was only fined. Only reason why it happened. So, I think that's a bigger debate in that sense, because it's people are like, oh my god, fighting so good for the game, and people are like, oh my god, like there shouldn't there shouldn't be fighting. And my point is there should be fighting in the game, but it shouldn't happen because of that. Emotions get heated during a game, and people and you can people argue, and you can argue that that happened to Tom Wilson on Monday night. And fights happen during the game, but a, a line brawl happening because of it, that doesn't quite sit right with me. And again, I think it's a bigger debate because people are so one side or the other about this. And I think it's somewhere in the middle. And I think there's somewhere where purists, the purists on either one side or the other, are going too far. They're like, it's just, it doesn't make, ugh, it's, it's hard to explain. But one side or the other, it's too much. I think Sarah Sivian, the, the writer at, uh, at the Athletic for the Carolina Hurricanes, tweeted something like this. And I completely agree. It's one side or the other, and it's it's too far. Like, both sides are too much. Both sides are too much. I'm going to pull the tweet up right now, actually, because I found it very true what she said. It's very interesting, but it's very, very true. Sarah Sivian said, In the power rankings of the most annoying hockey Twitter shit, the opposite opinions of what does and doesn't grow the game, in quotation marks, is top five. Like, when you say you like fighting or you don't like fighting without acting like you know what does or doesn't grow the game, both sides. And it's true. It's true. That's that's part of the big argument I'm getting at here. And Sarah Sivian is absolutely right. It's You can argue whether fighting grows the game or not. I think it's part of the game. But the argument of what grows the game and what doesn't has become a little too much. And the people fighting about it on Twitter tonight and the last few days, all because of Tom Wilson, it's just ridiculous, man. It's just too much. It Like... The there was a, another great tweet tonight, last night I guess, from Mike Grinelli, who's the producer of Spinning Tricklets, and he said, "the the way to bring this together is the TJ Oshi hat trick in the game." And TJ Oshi had two goals, it has two goals in the game, and that he tweeted that when Oshi had two goals in the game, and right after a second goal, and like it's true because shout out TJ Oshi. Uh, his dad passing away this week. Sad, very sad. Obviously, Coach Osh, they called him. Uh, it was such an incredible moment a few years ago when the uh, when the Capitals won the cup and Oshi was on the ice with his dad. That was an incredible moment. So shout out to Joshi, and I agree that is something that could bring people together as well. And for him to finish off the hat trick in this cr- in that crazy game last night, truly. Incredible stuff. The emotions flowing from Oshi, just truly, truly incredible to see. And what a moment in such a wild game. It was truly just very, very awesome and very, very cool to see. So shout out TJ Oshi. That was very, very cool. Also, shout out Sarah Sivian. She had that point, top five most annoying things about what grows the game on Twitter. She tweeted her whole list of annoying hockey Twitter. She tweeted the whole list. So go check it out as well there is it's very funny the list so go 
check it out as well. But that's just my two cents on Tom Wilson because it's just and just hockey in general because it was so such a weird kind of week with all this going on. And also, we got to talk about the Rangers for one more second. The Rangers put out that statement disagreeing with player safety. And the Rangers, yesterday, in the middle of the day, fire the GM and president. And that's James Dolan. And I'm sure he owns the Rangers as well as the Knicks. And I'm sure he did this literally just because he was bored. Because what is he doing? What is he doing? The New York Rangers are missing the playoffs, but they're going to finish probably fifth in their division. They have put together one of the quickest rebuilds in recent NHL history. They are a good team. They're above 500. They're most likely going to finish above 500. They're a really, really good team and probably one of the quickest rebuilds you've ever seen, and they're only going to get better. So what the hell is James Dolan doing? Like, that, you can see why he is who he is with doing that right there. That was not right, that move. I disagreed with that one bit, and a lot of a lot of hockey people did, and a lot of, apparently, higher-ups did around the league as well. They were like, what are the Rangers doing letting those two go? So, weird day. And, uh, and it was said that it wasn't, in, it wasn't anything to do with the statement or anything. It was just a coincidence. Bullshit, James Dolan. There is absolutely some sort of connection to the whole thing in there. And that just, that's not right to do, Mr. Dolan. That is just not right. Okay, well, that, that was just hockey talk around the league. But now let's get to your LA Kings on this episode of the Kings Den. As, let's talk about Monday night's game as they won 3-2 the other night in Arizona. Like we talked about last episode, there's only a few games left. But there's still a lot to play for. You're not, you're probably not going to make the playoffs now. But there's a lot to play for. Guys playing for contracts. Guys playing for spots on the team next season. There's a lot to play for still for the LA Kings. So let's just get to this right now. On Monday night, your LA Kings beat the Arizona Arizona Coyotes by the score of three to two. Not helping the Coyotes at all. Coyotes still fighting for the playoffs. It doesn't look good. It looks like St. Louis is going to get it. And it seems to be always the Kings that kind of screw over the Coyotes. And I love that. I know. I think our guy Richie from Sporty with Corey and Richie, the official podcast of the Arizona Coyotes here at the Hockey Podcast Network, tweeted that. He was like, he tweeted something to the effect of it's always the Kings. It's always the Kings that screw everything over for the Arizona Coyotes. So big win for the LA Kings on Monday night. Let's get right into it as uh, it was quite a slow start to the game, actually. First few minutes, it was quite a slow start to the game. In the first period, shots were 14-6 to for, for LA in the first period. They had a good first period, but it was a little quiet. And then things heated up in the last few minutes of the period. Oh my, did they ever. With just with about three minutes left in the period, Dvorak gets his 15th of the year on a backhander past Jonathan Quick, that made it one to nothing in this game. So it was one nothing for the Cody's. And just quickly before I continue, the Kings did decide to change something up in this game. And they haven't really played around with the top line that much, but they decided in this game to change it up a little bit just to get some more looks. And I think that's part of that's a big part of 
the end of the season as well is looking at different guys who has chemistry who doesn't so in this game Kempe was back on the top line with Kopitar and Brown uh Byfield was centering Athanasiu and more Velarde was centering Ayafalo and Leas Anderson and Anderson Dolan was centering Lemieux and Grunstrom this was big actually because I kind of like this I kind of like you want to see where other guys fit and such so Dvorak scores, makes it one nothing, fifteen or what makes it one nothing with about three minutes to go. His fifteenth of the year. Thirty five seconds later, thirty five seconds later, Trevor Moore off the face off makes it one to one, and great goal. We'll talk about Trevor Moore. We got to talk about Trevor Moore because he's been hot lately. This is the the bother of this. Quinton Byfield wins the face off. Doesn't get an assist on it. Quinton Byfield wins the faceoff. Puck goes directly to Moore, who rips it past Darcy Kemper. That made it one to one. The goal's unassisted. Maybe the Cody's player touched it. It's hard to tell. But I thought Byfield should have got his first career point on it. But it was more unassisted. That made it one to one at the time, and that was it for the first period. Now you go to the second period, and. Late in the first period, Tobias Bornfoot takes interference penalty. So Arizona is starting the second period on the power play. 53 seconds into the second period, uh, Trichin, I always say it wrong, gets hit. Chuchin, Trichin, however you want to say it. I'm so sorry, Coyotes fans. He scores on the power play, a wrister past Jonathan Quick. That made it 2-1 for the Coyotes. I gotta say, he, the... Richie, again, shout out him from Sporty with Corey and Richie. He has been all over this guy to go to win the Norris this year. That was his 17th of the season. I don't have it in front of me, but that has to lead all defensemen. He's been unbelievable for the Coyotes this year, and he should definitely get Norris consideration as he scored his 17th of the year. That made it 2-1 to one for Arizona at the time. But seven minutes later, the, the period goes on. Kings take another penalty. They kill it, thankfully. A too many men call. That can't happen. But anyways, seven minutes later, six minutes later, turnover. Brown gets it up to Kempe. Kempe bursts to speed, coming up the right wing with the puck. Beautiful pass to Kopitar, who gets it past Kempe. His 13th of the year. That made it 2-2 two to two at the time. The burst of speed by Kempe was unbelievable on this play. Awesome to see. Gets over to Kopitar for his 13th of the year, like I said, that made it 2-2 two two at the time. Point number 998 for Anze Kopitar. And six minutes after that, the the Kings finally, finally, it seems like forever since the last time they scored a power play goal. Power uh, penalty against Johan Larson holding against Trevor Moore. They I follow is still with Kopitar and Brown on the power play. Kopitar gets past gets into Doughty, who one times it on net. Ayafalo gets the garbage, puts it in the net past Kemper. That made it 3-2 for the Kings at the time. Ayafalo's 12th of the year. And that would be it. That made that would be all for the scoring in the game as the Kings won 3-2. And Arizona pushed in the third period. Arizona pushed in the second period, and they pushed in the third period. Arizona outshot the Kings 13-7 in the third period, and 15-5 in the the third uh, 13 to 7 in the second period and 15 to 5 in the third period and here here was the other part of the game 
Jonathan Quick left after the second period with an injury. So Cal Peterson had to come in for the third period. 15 saves in the third period for Cal Peterson. 15 saves in relief. A great game for Cal Peterson. Coming in in relief. Awesome game for him. It's too bad he doesn't get the win. Because that's not how the rule works. But he kept the Kings in this game. With, like I said, 15 fucking saves in the third period. Quite the period for Cal Peterson. As the LA Kings beat the Arizona Coyotes by the score of 3-2 to two on Monday night. Both teams 1-2 for two on the power play. Like I said, Arizona outshot LA 34-26. to 26. LA, physical in this game. Nice to see 35 hits compared to 29. Very physical game. Another huge thing for the Kings in this game. Block shots. 12 block shots for the Kings in this game. And also they took advantage. Arizona, 7 giveaways in this game. They took advantage. Awesome to see. Also... On the IFL power play goal, Kopitar got the second assist. His 36 assists of the season. Point number 999 for Anze Kopitar. Very cool to see. Very, very cool to see. Just a note in this game, Byfield, 13 minutes of ice time, just under uh, 43% in the faceoff dot. And just the, the new lines in this game, they all played well. And it was very cool to see. Very awesome to see. And just what... Uh, let's get to what they said after the game now. You guys know I love to do this. And this is just Alex I follow on the, res- on the team's response after the games, after the poor games in Anaheim over the weekend. And he said, for sure, you can tell everyone, you can tell everybody had a great game. Up and down the lineup, goalies were awesome. Everyone played well, and it's a huge win for us. And he got asked about playing with Gabe Velarde uh, and his new line in the, uh, this game. And he said, we had a lot of support. Great players are making good plays. And that just gives us momentum going forward. Our line had a good game, and we're, we've got to keep that going. And it's it's true. It's true. that Everyone played well in this game, and it was very awesome to see. And now, uh, I follow on the first period and a full 60-minute effort. I follow said, I felt like we were moving the puck a little faster. We've got to hand it to Quickie. He made some big saves, and I feel like everybody was putting their bodies on the line. A lot of blocked shots. Good, pen, good PK, good power play, and in our zone, just getting the puck out and making quick passes in the D zone, that really helped us. And I just, he got asked about Kopitar being one point away from 1,000. I've always said, it's incredible. Just to be out there with him, for him to be one point away, it's pretty amazing. It's just an honor to be able to play with him. He's a good leader on and off the ice and a good friend as well. So, Great comments from Iafalo. Like, he didn't mind being put down in the lineup a little bit. I don't think any player really is on this team right now because you're, you're looking for chemistry going into next season now, pretty much. That's what you're doing. And I like the move by head coach Thomas Holland to do that. Change up the lines a little bit. Get some, see who plays well with who going into next season. Now, head coach Tom McClellan on the game, he talked about the team's response from the games in Anaheim. And he said, to rewind, we were really disappointed leaving Anaheim after that second game. To a man, we didn't say we didn't say too much. We didn't need to say too much. I think the guys felt it and lived it for a day. I was asked about what was important and the response coming up, and we had it. We had a real good response tonight. To a man, everyone played really well in the game, which gave us some confidence. Quickie made some saves early, and I thought the first period was as good a period as we've seen in a long time. Second period, they buckled down a little bit and made it more difficult on us. Third period, we had some saves and held on. We'll take the win any way we get it and happy with the response. And uh, head coach Thomas Holland talked about Kempe 
moving to the first line for the game, and he said, I thought Adrian played one of his better games of the season. I thought he was aggressive all over the all over the rink, set the tone on the forecheck, meshed well with those two. He was as good defensively as he was offensively, and he was pretty good at that end, too. Really happy for him tonight. So, yeah, Kempe played a good game. The, the thing with Kempe is he doesn't stay consistent. So we'll see how these last few games are for him. And he's played on the first line with Brown and Kopitar before. So, yes, it was one of his best games of the season. But let's see how consistent he stays over the, over these last few games of the season. And head coach Thomas Holland on the team's first period tonight, or on Monday night, he said, I thought we were aggressive early. We tried to take the game to them rather than receiving it. When we forechecked, we had five players in it instead of three, and we were able to stay ahead of them in line changes. We were fresh five instead of a tired five, which makes a big difference for our team. We're all we're all just aggressive. It didn't cost us offensively at all, which is nice to see our team play that way. So it's true. That's one of the games where it seemed like everything just came together for the LA Kings, and it was awesome to see. It was really, really good to see. And now just talking about uh, Ayafalo's game as well, because again, he swapped with Kempe. He said, uh, head coach Thomas Holland said, they flipped positions, and I thought they were both. They both played really well. Al's been snake bit a little bit, hasn't been on the score sheet to get the winner on the power play, which hasn't been performing as well as well as we would like, was a nice sign and good for us. Good for both of them. So, quick comments from head coach Thomas Holland, but he, li- he liked what he saw on Monday night, and that was very good to see. Quick note on Trevor Moore. His first period goal was his 10th of the season. He has the sixth player on the Kings this season to reach double digits in goals, and he also has nine points over, or seven points over his last nine games, five goals and two assists. He's sneakily been one of the best Kings of late. And that's awesome to see, especially you take that momentum late, late into a season and bring it into next season. That's huge for the Kings. And he's making, he's one of the guys that's kind of a bubble player and he wants to make decisions difficult for head coach Tom McCullen and GM Rob Blake. And he wants to be here next season and he's showing that he can provide for this team. And it's a very cool, very awesome thing to see. And now, with that being said, we go to last night's game, Wednesday night's game, where it finally happened we were waiting for it we mentioned it earlier it happened on wednesday night kopi 1k yes Anze kopitar has 1000th career point all of them with the la kings congratulations to an absolute legend in Anze kopitar 1000 career points all in an la kings jersey just an unbelievable career he means means so much to the LA Kings franchise. Like, we know how much he means to the franchise. He's been here 15 years. This was point number 1,000 and career game number 1,124. Just an un- unbelievable career. And you don't see it nowadays where it all happens in one jersey. All happens in one uniform. So it's a very, very cool thing to see. And also, with the assist, he's up to... 50 points on the season and 51 games. Like, he's just 33 years old and still putting up just amazing numbers. 33 turns, 34 this year, just still putting up insane numbers. So, congrats to Ante Kopitar as he got his 1,000th career point tonight in a 4-2 win for your LA Kings over the Arizona Coyotes, officially eliminating the Arizona Coyotes from playoff contention, meaning... The four playoff teams in your Honda West Division are Vegas, Colorado, Minnesota, and St. Louis. But let's get to this game. A lot happened, and a lot of positives for the Kings in this game. A lot of things that you can point out in this game that were 
very positive signs, not just Kopi 1K, obviously. Let's get into it right away. Just a, a minute 19 in, Oliver Ekman Larson scores his third of, the, third of the year on a little wrister that gets through everyone past Cal Peterson. The I follow Velarde, Leah Sanderson line were on the ice for this one. And I gotta say, Leah Sanderson didn't look good on this goal. He was the guy up on Ekman Larson. He got a little twisted around. And then Ekman Larson had the time and space to put just a little wrister on and, and get it past everyone and make it one to nothing. But the line sure made up for it right away. As just a few minutes later, Walker dumps it in. I follows first one on the forecheck. Velarde just kind of, just kind of finds a quiet spot, and I follow gets it to Velarde, who rips it past Aiden Hill. Aiden Hill actually got a glove on it, but it wasn't enough. It got past him. Velarde's eighth of the year that made it one to one at the time, and then the period goes on. Uh, Arizona actually outshot LA thirteen to eight in the period. Arizona had the better period, but. Just a few minutes after that, really nice play by Athanasiu to wait for time and space. He actually waited for the puck for so long that he allowed a change to happen in Anderson Dolan to get onto the ice. Athanasiu gets it to Anderson Dolan in the slot, who rips it past Aiden Hill. That made it 2-1 to one for the Kings at the time. Anderson Dolan's seventh year and his first one in a while. It was nice to see him get on the board. The big thing about this one, secondary assist to Quinton Byfield, his first career Assist, first career point, so congrats to Quinton Byfield on that as well. And you can definitely just see how he is the truth. He's the future of this team. It's amazing to see. He's the next Kopitar, if you will. And it's just so amazing to see have Kopitar and Byfield on the same team and Byfield to learn from Kopitar. It is unbelievable to see. But just a few minutes after that, on the power play, I'm going to say it wrong again. I just heard it. Jacob Chitrin, there we go, I worked on it. Jacob Chitrin gets his 18th of the year on the power play. That made it 2-2 two two at the time on a bit of a weird one. It looked like Bunting could have got it in front of the net, but no, it goes to Chitrin, sorry, his 18th of the year. Again, I haven't looked it up. That has to lead defenseman to goals. That made it 2-2 two two at the time, and it would be 2-2 two two after the first period, and it would be 2-2 two two after two periods in this game as well as in the second period, Arizona outshot LA 11-4. to They had to play again. Uh, Ole Mata had a great chance in the second period, but that was about it for the Kings in the second period. But then you go to the third period, four minutes and 42 seconds in. Again, real nice play. Walker Walker had a night for the Kings tonight, but Walker gets it to, to Leah Sanderson. Leah Sanderson makes kind of a nice play around the net, and then Velarde makes a nice step back play from, I believe it was uh, Ekman Larson. No, it was from Jalmerson, sorry, to just get enough room. And Anderson finds Velarde, who ripped it past Aiden Hill. That made it 3 to 2 for the Kings at the time. Velarde, second of the game, ninth of the season. That made it 3 to 2, like I said. And then Kings did a great job shutting down. They outshot Arizona 10 to 6 in the period, actually. LA was the better period was the better team in the third period. And then final minute of play. Defensive zone draw for the Kings. Kopitar wins it back to Walker, who fires it down the ice into the empty net. And the team celebrating the team celebration was awesome because it was Walker's goal, but they knew it was Kopitar's one thousandth point. And just an again, like I said earlier, just an amazing, amazing, very, very cool moment. Again, 
his 50th point of, point of the year as well. Kopitar was the first star. It was just very, very cool to see. Just a very cool moment that it's an individual effort. Individual uh, goal, I guess. Accomplishment. But a team celebration. And it was very, very cool to see. So the Arizona Coyotes win 42. And like I said, there was a lot of good positives in this game. And you got to look at it. Kopitar, 1,000th career point. Quinton Byfield, first career point. First of many. Gabe Velarde, first career two-goal game. Sean Walker, a three-point night. Just what a game for this LA Kings team. As yes, they got outshot 30-22. to Yes, they were only 43.5% in the face-off circle. Yes, they were 0-for-1 in the power play. Yes, they had 10 minutes in penalties. But they had enough to win the game again. They were getting in lanes, 15 block shots in this game, and just a great, great win for this LA Kings team. Just, there's not, there's not many, I've said it all, like, so many cool things happened in this game. Kopitar, Kopitar, Byfield, Velarde, it was just a great all-around team effort and a great game for the LA Kings. And with all that being said, it's late. I got to get to bed. So we will talk about all the quotes from this game and talk more in depth about Kopitar's 1,000th career point next episode on the King's Den. Thank you so much for listening to this episode of the King's Den. It was a lot of fun from breaking down the Tom Wilson stuff to these two wins against Arizona. It was a lot of fun to talk about. And now you got to think, just a few more games for your LA Kings. Just five more games four against Colorado you got Colorado Friday night at home Colorado Saturday night at home you got St. Louis next Monday at home you got and then you got Colorado next Wednesday Wednesday and Thursday the 12th and 13th at home or on the road and then that's it for the season only five more games for your LA Kings only five more games what a season it's been. And we got, we still got a lot to talk about with these five more games to go. And honestly, I'm just glad. Like, there's a lot of things I'm glad about this season. But I am very glad that Kopitar got point number 1,000 with a few games to go. Very happy for that. And with all that being said, thank you so much for listening to episode 44 of season 2 of The Kingston. As always, don't forget to like, rate, subscribe, and review. To not only the Kingston, but to every other great podcast around the Hockey Podcast Network. Because, like I say, I say this every time, but it's true. Everyone is just killing it with this te- with uh, at the network right now. So definitely go check out everyone's work. I believe Capsterp had Carl Alsner on again uh, the other day. Like he is pretty much a regular on that show now, and everyone's just killing it. So go check out everyone's work here at the Hockey Podcast Network. And don't forget to follow us on Twitter and Instagram at the King's Den THPN. Of course, I'm your host, Jordy Cunningham. Don't forget to follow me on Twitter at Cunningham Jordy or on Instagram at Jordy underscore Cunningham23. Also, don't forget to follow the Hockey Podcast Network on Twitter and Instagram at HockeyPodNet or on Facebook, just search the Hockey Podcast Network. On YouTube, just search the Hockey Podcast Network. Or check us out on Patreon for just $1. You can find all of our exclusive bonus content and so much more so definitely check that all out as well and with that being all said i hope you guys have a great weekend stay safe wear your mask please we're not done yet please wear your mask and we will talk to you on monday 
for episode 45 of season 2 of The King's Death. Have a great week.